The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen King. Welcome, everybody, to the Comedy Zone <laughs> Podcast. I guess I'll be the one. I'll be loud and just jump right off. Will Jacobs is actually here today. It is Will. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's in the room. He's uh he is pleading the fifth. He doesn't want to. Oh, we say started. <laughs> okay, listen. So I got a new technique, right? Oh. Because uh, I remember when Spencer was the co-host, she would sit and read her phone and read books <laughs> during the podcast. That's right. She would. That's. And now yeah. she's writing for Grownish. Oh God. So I figure I need to <laughs> follow the Spencer method and <laughs> read through my phone. Wait, can I? Wait, yeah. Mixed dish. What is that? What did I say? Grownish. I said grownish. Oh, okay. You'll edit it mixed dish, right? Sure. I'll yeah. fix that. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Give me a McLean mixed dish on three. Ready? Just, just say mixed dish. One, two, three. Mixed dish. Got it. All right. Yeah. So, um, and then second thing, did you see she wrote an episode? I episode 13 yes, of the season. that's why I brought it up. I mean, Homegirl is really in the mix. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty exciting stuff. We should also introduce so he doesn't feel weird sitting here as we talk about all this. We have a special guest. Hold on, somebody's here. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's somebody else. Yeah, look to your left. To my left. I know. This is. Oh it. my god. Is that me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're you're the one. Uh, I'm in the mix ish. Very. <laughs> god damn it! There's a re- knew there was a reason we brought him here. Damn, he's good. <laughs> uh, we will get to all the things you've done, but the very funny, very talented, professional, gorgeous wow. Kevin Shimko is on the show today, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, I got confused when you said gorgeous. I'm like, I already said... We already here. said your name? Like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's good. Very nice. Uh, Spencer Taylor was uh, uh, a co-host on the show well, when the yeah, it first came out, first right? She was right. first co-host. And yeah. she, a uh, stand-up comic in town, yeah. she moved to Atlanta and just took off. Now she... What, in the last three months? Writing for Mixed Dish. Writing for the TV wow. show Mixed Dish. That's awesome. And All she right. has her first sort of, I guess, uh, her uh, She got her first writing credit, yeah. First so episode credit. 13 of the season, not sure when it aired, wow. but she said she her. just That's did awesome. the table read this yeah. week. It's awesome. We're yeah. very, very happy. So we're hoping the rest of the co-hosts So this is follow a, a launch path. pad. This it is, because yeah. Sammy Joe also, now she's That's like right. an anchor in yeah, L.A. At uh, the Fox affiliate in uh, Fresno, California, but moved out to L.A. The, 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 the key is, though, it's, it's that seat in particular that this yeah. seems to be a launch pad there. Right. Interesting. Will and I are the constant. told me yeah, not yeah, to I'm, sit <laughs> when yeah. I got here. It's like, don't go over there. No, yeah. no, no. The other side, yeah. Kevin. Sit on in the, the, the corner. <laughs> that, seat, that seat launches you straight mm. to the top, uh, This baby. seat, Gorilla Glue. I, it, <laughs> I have not nope. elevated a smidge. Nothing. But just it's fine. But this is not about happened. me. This is about our guests. It's oh, about, please, yeah, please, that's please. right. Yes. Well, I do want to say this is wonderful that we have everybody in the room again. That's a, It's special. Yes. Good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am super excited to have Kevin on the show. These two were less excited, but I yeah. was like, we got to understand. We have to do this because over the last uh, couple months, you and I, our lives have collided. 
we'll say. Yeah, um, it's been lovely. Yeah, it's been great. I've uh, been dipping my toe into the improv mm. world, mm. Uh, to which Kevin is immersed in drowning. Yes, <laughs> please save me. Yeah. Which, which toe? Uh, the big one. Oh, big toe. That is yeah, that's, 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 that's a serious commitment. Yeah, yeah. not the not the little not one. The, the big pinky one. toe. I said mm. he's not really that committed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> toe's big. The big okay. one. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I have my foot in there. Um, so, uh, Kevin, I want you to introduce your uh, your theater because you have a theater in town. Oh, I do. Tell, tell me about it if you. Yeah. Tell us about it. You don't have to just tell me. <laughs> do I have to make eye contact with you alone the no. whole time? Okay. Uh, in so fact, just don't, don't look at me. Don't oh, yeah. Don't look me in the eyes. at all. Keep your um, I'll just look outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, I own, uh, co-own the Comedy Arts Theater of Charlotte, a.k.a. Catch. Um, we've been in business for about three years now, but we just opened our doors in February of this year. So we have improv shows most Fridays and Saturdays, plus some other comedy shows, stand-up, um, one-woman show uh, coming up this Friday. We have a one-man show <laughs> coming up in December. <laughs> All the ones are pretty much covered. Oh, yeah. Nice. We teach classes regularly, improv, personal development, uh, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's which, a great community. Which sounds to me like that's a little bit of uh, improv's uh, mo, a little bit, right? It's not just going and being funny. It's more about kind of diving into you as a person, trusting yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah. scraping the surface of what. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, what we kind of set out to do. I mean, I think there are different schools of improv out there, and and we kind of subscribe to the one that's more about. Being your authentic self, you know, seeing real human behavior is what's funny. You know, mm-hmm. we say that uh, laughter is a side effect of what we do, not necessarily the goal. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of more of a theater, you know, our approach to improv yeah. is more like theatrical, character-driven. Yeah. So, um, I took but we have a mix of a lot of stuff there, for sure. As taking your level one, that all is... It, it, that all sort of worked worked for me as far Good. as making me want to do it because it wasn't just going and, and being funny. It felt like an acting class, yeah. which I'm pretty sure that I mentioned to you guys, which was interesting. So, and you've done improv for a long time. Like, where? Tell us where you're. Where are you from? How did you get into doing comedy? Yeah, I uh, I started doing improv when I was 14. Um, I actually started here in Charlotte. Charlotte I, Comedy yeah. Theater. Right? Yep. Started with Kelly at the Charlotte Comedy Theater. Read that um, in my research. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you have stacks of blue index cards like James Lipton. <laughs> That's a reference people understand, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> We're not convinced anyone listens. I, so. Yeah. Oh. I got it. Brian, oh, got thank good. You. Good. Yeah. Somebody's got it. Um, my mission has been accomplished. Uh, yeah, started here at uh, CCT um, with Kelly back 14, uh, no, excuse me, uh, 16 years ago now. Um, good grief. And uh, yeah, I got. I took went through the classes. My my mom had signed me up for them, like as a surprise, because we used to watch Who's Line together. And then she dropped me off one day, and everybody was drinking and smoking and cursing. And she dropped her fourteen year old son off, and I haven't stopped <laughs> since. So. <laughs> so that's where I started. Wow, it's um, unique, I would say, right? Yeah, it was definitely cool and weird and unique. Every once in a while, we'll see immersed. a a young. Uh, stand-up comic come to an mm-hmm. open mic where their parents will be there with them. And we, everyone always is scratching their heads going, so are these the best parents in the world or the worst parents in <laughs> the world? I, Not to impugn your mom or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, they, I ask myself that question about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. You have no, like, there wasn't any time where you were just like, oh, God, I shouldn't be here. No, I, it was, uh, you know, it, I, I feel like I found... Myself, you know, it was as a 14-year-old, you don't know what the hell's going on in the world. So yeah. to just to have a community and to 
feel comfortable and confident in that community. I mean, starting improv at that age was super helpful because I didn't yet develop all the barriers and walls that people put up when they normally come to an improv class as an adult. Like they're, they tend to be a lot more terrified, but I didn't, I didn't really have that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm terrified now, but not of improv. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, that's yeah. interesting. And then you went. So, did you? Did that sort of inform your path in terms of? Did you go to college? Did you like? Well, uh, These are all very personal questions. Yeah, um, that was my goal: is to make you as uncomfortable <laughs> as possible. I you think I'm doing drama, right. didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, my research. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. That's no. That's good. Um, I I did. I went to New York City for. Uh, uh, school. I studied acting. Went to Marymount Manhattan College. Um, yeah, th- uh, it was actually Kelly at at the Charlotte Comedy Theater who sh- who um, sent me like an audition for like a teen acting program here in Charlotte at the Children's Theater, and I signed oh, up for wow. that. It was like two years of pre professional training, and I was like, oh, I love this. I'm going to move to New York. So wow. I went to New York, studied acting, lived up there for about eight years. Oh, oh eight wow. years! Wow. Mm-hmm. And what age did you go up there again? Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. So, yeah, well, you because you were at uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, the I, too, right? Yeah, I was going to mention that. I, you know, I was a, a member of the Charlotte Comedy Theater. Matter yeah. of fact, we've done a couple scenes together. Yeah, I couldn't remember what we did. I just remember being on stage with you. Yeah, it's, so it's yeah, been so a while. I know that that me and Kev did some did some work together because I remember that. I remember kind of hanging out a little bit afterwards yeah. and stuff. Um, but you know, I had started doing more stand up and being gone on the weekends. So about the time that you came back. I was like kind of transitioning out, from, right. you know. But I, I mean, I miss it, man. I, every time I go back and watch it, man, I'm like, oh. And then when you look sometimes on social media and you see like some of the old cast members yeah. that you used to perform with, it's like, oh god, there's so and so, there's so and so. So uh, yeah, I, I remember those times really fondly, man. That was yeah. just a great unit. Yeah, I think improv has a tendency to to create those those types of communities. I mean, they're they're pretty strong. I mean, it's. It's such a collaborative art form that mm-hmm. you just build great bonds. I mean, um, I still talk to people I took level one with back when I was fourteen. You know, that's it's it, that's pretty cool. So half of them are probably dead now. I would think. Right? Sure. Since yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's also that's a, a credit chance. to that's, all, that's also a credit to Kelly Kelly Selzenberger. Yeah, that is how you pronounce Semmel's it. Semmelsburger. I knew it. Yeah. I went, you know, I went out on a limb. I liked what you said. Though. Nobody Sezzles. thought he was going to get that. Kelly Brian, I, I, I would not. You no. thought because I, I did Semmel's it, and then my brain just said commit. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, and I just totally veered off the wrong. <laughs> Kelly, wait, do you want, wait, here, we, three, two, one. Kelly Semmelsburger. Got it. Got it. Look I'll actually Sellersburger. Yeah. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> Kelly Sizzleburger. <laughs> So, but the point is that Kelly, that Kelly kind of, you know, she really sets that atmosphere. Right. That, you yeah. know, that's kind of the personality she is. She really does look at it as a family. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there was this sort of communal effort. You know, it wasn't, I'm trying to outshine this person. Or, right. Like it was just a real family of folks that got along really well off stage, too. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the only way it can work is if you uh, are trying to build up the community and not. Try to have that competition. It's it's not necessary. It doesn't help. Yeah. No, no there are competitions. Yeah. We used to like the playoffs. <laughs> like the playoffs were cutthroat. Like, yeah. we, like, but we, it was once a year. It was once a year. Yeah. So then we got it out of the way and we were all. Had to get it out of our system. Well, whoo, 
I got yeah. videotapes from some of the playoffs, and Damn. you'll see me doing a scene, and you'll see another cast member that's on another team standing behind me like, oh, here's the same shit he does all the time. Like, it gets <laughs> sniffy. Oh, I but, love it. But, but, you know, it is fun. And then, you know, we laugh about it the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you did it in New York as well, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Improv, while you were there? Yep. What was the What was that like? How different was that from here? I mean, what was that? Um, it definitely was uh, different. Uh, the um, I studied at the People's Improv Theater, the Pit, um, which is one of like the big three up there. There's UCB, the Magnet, and the Pit. The Pit's more character-driven improv, so um, definitely more suited to my like theater background, and I think helped inform what I want to do at Catch, like more of that character-driven, a little bit more Chicago style than. Even like uh, what Kelly's doing has a lot of the UCB style. Even though she studied in Chicago, it's definitely a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, up there for the most part, everybody who takes a class wants to be on SNL, or mm-hmm. so it is a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot more people doing it, so you really have to be good to get on stage. So um, it's still a family. It's still collaborative, and you can take classes and workshops together and practice their practice groups and jams and all that stuff. But you definitely have to be good to be on a team up there. I wouldn't think it's dissimilar to stand up when I, every time I, you know, I've got lots of friends who are, you know, stand up comics up there now. And, and it's, it, you got to fight for every right. second you get on stage yeah. up there. And sometimes they're garbage shows and there's nobody in the room, but yeah. you still have I've to I've been at those it. shows. Been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, because you confided in me, yeah. which I'm saying it on the air. You did a little stand-up comedy. I did, yeah. I've done it uh, really? six times. Six yeah. times. I was telling, I told Jason I, I got a chance to perform uh, at Caroline's. Whoa, so I'm yeah. like, I'm done. I got yeah, yeah you I well, don't have to. Ever, no. uh, every comedian in America hates you right now. <laughs> yeah. They have been grinding for years to try to get to yeah, Carolina. Right. right. Well, yeah, I knew someone. So. Yeah, so they'll like that even more. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That, there you go. I did not earn it, is what That's I'm saying. Stand- <laughs> it took me just no so effort. You know. <laughs> I didn't even have to write any material. I just got it. was just went really up easy. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. Everybody laughed. They gave yeah. me a standing ovation, and I was like, "I'll never have to do this again." Yeah, it was great. They offered me like a regular spot. I didn't have the time for it. Yeah. You're like, "I do improv." Yeah, I, I do don't do this shit. I don't have time to write stuff down. <laughs> About half of that is true. Yeah, well, good. I'm gonna figure out which half. Uh, yeah, I've also I, performed at Caroline, so I don't. Uh, take there you go. Offense. There you go. To, uh, Jason, have you Jason, performed I don't at know. Caroline? Jason, were you offended, Jason? <laughs> I, I I haven't been in New York long enough, really, to have sure. been performed. There, so that's yeah. what so, but you know. did have a woman named Caroline at a show once. I remember <laughs> yes, meeting her, right. she said you were funny. Caroline, it's there a couple of Caroline, Caroline Ray. Yeah, no, no, oh, oh, that's right, she, she was at my show. <laughs> God damn it, can you be the new co host? Yeah, uh, okay, cool. right, Jason. I'm sorry, no. I guess I should go. <laughs> we'll do we'll, it'll I'll be the three down. of us, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but you are a uh, again something else. You told me that you are sort of a you're a fan of all comedy, right? So you, I was surprised to hear how much stand up you really. Watched yeah, I do love stand up for sure. Um, and if you don't know, I I, I do uh, the part of this is I kind of want to bridge the gap a little bit between stand up and improv. There's yeah. always such this weird little tension between it. So it's kind of interesting to know that you're a fan of that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I think. Um, uh, growing up, and still, I mean, I I, I love watching stand up. I admire stand ups. I um, uh, when I think about comedy, I mean, I usually think of stand ups before I think of anything else. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely 
a big part of my comedy background is watching stand-up. You get many stand-up comics that come through, maybe not catch, or just kind of through your experience? Um, not so much. I do think there is a divide between like the stand-up yeah. and, and improv community. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand it, but um, I do... I it's think definitely it's a curious one, yeah. There's like, um, I don't know, you even get it with like, uh, like actors sometimes, like actors fear improv or like look down on it. Mm-hmm. I think there's the same sort of thing with stand-up. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't get it. There's like these weird assumptions about what the other art form is. I don't quite understand it. but I agree, and I find it hard to believe that, that if you're not taking advantage of every opportunity to be good at performing right i mean there's i'm sorry but if you take a class in singing i somehow in some way feel like that's probably gonna make you a better stand-up comic or an improv yeah for sure uh, improviser or whatever i get more comfortable yeah in your own skin i mean that's how you find your voice as a comedian or an artist right so sure well i i I was gonna say i really lucked up to to for that to happen for me because i knew i was interested in stand-up and i just googled comedy class and Kelly's popped up. Yeah. So I signed up for it. I was like, okay, improv. Okay, that sounds great. That's like evening at the improv. Like it's like comedy. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, I still probably I thought it was stand up. Yeah. So, so I don't think I realized. Why are all it these other improv- people on stage with me? Right. I'm like, I get up there like it's time for my set, and these five other people walk up here talking about give me a location. I'm like, what is? <laughs> what's going on? But that, so no, but I ended up there on some dumb accident, and it was the best thing. Yeah. That that could have happened because, yeah. you know, like you said, it really does infuse your stand-up with something special. Sure. Your comfort level on stage, to me, always I always attributed that to some degree into mm-hmm. your you having some kind fair. of an improv yeah, background. Very natural. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... What, whereas you're stiff and stilted. Yeah, that's right. Very I go up there so. with... Very much. So. Deer in the headlights. That's, like that's still my took style. My level one class, I've noticed a big difference. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm just very comfortable. He moves very, his arms now? He does. <laughs> <laughs> they have to wheel me out on stage. That's right. I can't walk with my arms moving. Thanks. I will say, and this is kind of more of a question, actually, is um, we've had a couple stand-ups come through Catch mm-hmm. and gotten similar feedback from them that it's helped them with their like the way they connect with an audience, just like eye contact, things like that. So it's funny, yeah. like our style, or especially our level one class, is really not comedy or performance driven at all. And so it's it's cool to see that it still has an impact or benefit on uh, um, comedians. I'd be curious what your thoughts are on, on something like that. I, I think it's... As a, a plug from my classes. Well, of really course. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I, I took, yeah, he's just... <laughs> worth it right now. I'm, I feel so manipulated, but I'm going to go along with it. <laughs> you don't uh, get a theater by not being good. <laughs> I, that's actually pretty much exactly what I got from the class. I think I've been pretty comfortable on stage. There has never been a real... A time where I've... It, it's been debilitating my being nervous right. on stage or anything like that. But I would say that in the moments of... Uh, being a, being in certain sets where you say, I don't know what comes next, or hmm. there's something happening, an audience member, I'm in a conversation suddenly. I mean, any of a million of those things that can happen, uh, taking the taking the improv class to me makes that less of a less of an issue. I'm not trying to get out of it anymore. Hmm. I'm not trying to get back to what I'm do- what I was doing. I'm in it, and I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking. Nice. I want to see now. I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Now I want it to be a uh, this fresh thing that'll probably discovery. never happen again. Yeah, exactly. Discovery. Right. Very cool. 
Uh, and to me, I think if you, you know, as stand up comics, hey, don't shy away from that. Like, yeah. f- figure out how to be comfortable in it. But, you but could turn that into a Google review. That'd be great. Can <laughs> <laughs> we play that back? Brian, we put a pin in that. We'll make sure. I'm going to call up Yelp right now. Uh, glad to hear that, though. That, that means a lot to hear. But I, I t- I'll tell you the fascinating part about it to me is that I do believe that doing improv makes you a better stand up. Doing stand-up did not make me a better improviser <laughs> because what would happen on stage after you've done stand-up is you have how the jokes are supposed to go right. in your head. Now you're in a scene with somebody else that's half of this thing. Yeah. So what I'm doing is saying little premises and, okay, she's going to say this and then I'm going to say this. That's the punchline. Yeah. And I would say this and she'd say over there that. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, okay, well, that ain't what I had in my head for her to say because <laughs> right. it didn't work the way my set did. So I think that the, the, the skills that you get as an improviser do help the stand-up, but stand-up to improv, there's a bunch of shit you got to unlearn to hmm. be good with stand-up. I mean, to be good with the improv. Yeah. And I think that, because I've heard this from friends, uh, friends who've been experienced in in film and and acting and things like that, that gave me a little bit of a warning as stand-up comics going into the acting field in general is it's a completely different muscle. Hmm. It's a very, very different experience. So your rehearsal and the way that you're presenting this information that are your jokes or whatever is just not how acting works. It's just, it's mm-hmm. a different thing. I come at this uh, with very little knowledge and as a novice to all of this, but that's something that I ha- had in my head. It was another reason why improv to me was, was so attractive to go and, mm-hmm. and to look into it because it was just, I wanted to get rid of that at the very least, get that out of my head that I don't, you know, that what I'm doing in stand up isn't always, is going to be beneficial for acting or for improv or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um. did you feel like the uh, d- well with with doing stand up? Did you feel like the transition into improv was a hard one because of that? I don't know if I would say it was a it was a hard one. It was just a you know it was just like learning anything else. I think you you guys at the in the class you you and the Jen Altizer both taught the class and. Yeah. It was interesting to get sort of stripped down of, of things. You you kind of you got rid of hang, just little hangups, little things that you do to that interfere with being in the moment. You right. know, not running away from fear, just you know, embracing it and understanding why, and trusting yourself and the people that are around you. That right. uh, the big thing is there's no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everything is everything you can you can use it and make it a, make it a positive thing and not a, a scary mistake. Yeah. Uh, I think those, those, that right there is immensely valuable. I think when you're on stage, whether you're, you know, an actor on a, in a theater or a commercial or a stand-up comic. Yeah. Me. I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question well, but no, no, I, I, I think it did. Uh, you know, I just, it's amazing how many, how many of those improv skills transfer over. Like it made me better in the moment. Yeah. You know, something happens in the club. Right. And, you know, you're able to adjust and address it in sort of a funny, snappy way because your mind thinks quickly coming off that improv stage. Yeah. yeah. So especially with that style that we used to do with Charlotte Comedy Theater. Hmm. You know, that quick, snappy, we're right. doing one-liner games at the end. Right. So it's always kind of working that repetitive, quick mm-hmm. muscle yeah. that, uh, you know, that benefited me in, in that way. But <clears throat> I also wanted to ask you, too, I mean, we talked about you having the theater, like, I mean, could you take us kind of through that original conception in your head? Like, because not everybody wakes up and goes, you know what? I'm going to get me a theater. 
Like that is so big to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what what was that process like? And and what was the process like? I mean, like getting the land or like how did all that work? Like you just have a theater <laughs> now. Like what? Yeah. Um, well, getting the land is definitely getting the land. <laughs> you had to get the land. Well, he's a prospector first. Right, I think you yeah. hire one of them. Um, I'm an oil man. Uh, <laughs> I'm so old. How'd you get the land? Okay. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, something. There's a certain. There's a specific type of improv that I wanted to do that wasn't here, and I don't think. And I, I want it to be clear that's not a, a negative on any of the other improv that's going on, but there was something that I was hungry for, slow, patient, character-driven, storytelling type of improv, which is just where I feel the most comfortable, confidence, where I have the most fun. I also just love teaching it. So um, it, it just seemed like a, a natural next step to try to create that space. Um, my... Uh, business partner and the co-founder of Catch Abby, uh, her and I really had the same vision for what we wanted to do, the types of classes we wanted to run, really focused on the self, mm-hmm. uh, getting yourself. We, we There's a improviser, uh, TJ Jagodowski from uh, Chicago. He's part of the group, TJ and Dave. He's the one of the guys in the Sonic commercial. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love those. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're great commercials. He's an amazing uh, improviser in the Chicago scene, and he was once asked what makes a good improviser, and he said things like, you know, uh, fall in love, get your heart broken, uh, get a new job, read a good book. You know, so just experiencing life and bringing that to the stage and being able to access that in the moment, that's the type of improv we wanted to do. So, uh, and that's the type of classes we wanted to teach, so... We, uh, I started teaching kind of on my own, and then Abby joined me, and we, we got uh, incorporated, started teaching classes and renting rooms at random places, and then mm. we were on the search for our space, the land. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there it is, yeah. We found a good plot. Uh, <laughs> Hammer to sign in the ground. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> I wish it were that easy. <laughs> Charlotte real estate's a nightmare. That process was... Cause, we 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 did an Indiegogo campaign, so we were able to raise some funny um, f- some funny money, some funny <laughs> money. Yeah. Uh, right. to get into <laughs> said land when we could find it. But we went through place after place after place, and with Charlotte, everything just kept the prices kept getting raised. I mean, we were looking at a place here in uh, one of the spots in this uh, Louise Avenue building. We were looking at all, a lot of redevelopment places, and then just some small retail thing opened up at the right time and we were like let's do it so we're we got a five-year lease and it's pay, it's a great theater rent. it's crazy uh, yeah i gotta come by man yeah. I mean, this yeah. is this is it's a cool little space i mean it's is it the vision that you had when you started all this no but it's it's <clears throat> it's in a weird way like so much better because it's it's just real you know if that makes any sense yeah um and it's the start for us and it's it's good to it's good to have a start and it's like we haven't missed a rent payment, and we have, we went from like eight students and performers, and now we have like sixty. Mm. You know, mm. it's just like 
um, a community that uh, has come through, taken our classes, felt good about them. Now we have house teams, performers, and stuff like that. Regular shows, most Fridays and Saturdays, and well, that's the thing crazy. that that as stand up comics, and and this is not so much where you're at now, Will, but people put on shows all the time. It's so hard to get people in the room, and you guys do shows just about every weekend, yeah, two nights, and you're. And you're getting people in. I'm not saying you're selling out every show, I don't think, but I mean, you're getting getting every... We've only had to cancel one show from nobody showing up. And and I take that as a win. Yeah, Yeah, Um, for sure. We canceled a bunch of shows and went (laughs) really. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yep. We canceled our number of shows now. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's uh, not easy. it's, It's really not. And it's like stressful and like... Turning what I love into a business has been a hard transition for me. Like mm. it's sometimes it takes away the joy that I have for it. I'm trying to just make always remind myself about that. I mean, when it, when it's you know like your business, your livelihood, you have to protect it. There's money involved. It can take some of that joy away. But mm. I think we've done a good job at you know staying involved, doing creative things, and building a really great community. I mean, that's that's the best part is when students and performers. I mean, the other day we got a message from one of our performers that was just like, I just want to thank you for the community you've given me and the friends. And like, he's been in nonstop classes and practices since we opened. And it's just like, that's what it's all that's about. That's what it's about. That's yeah. why you do it. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. So I want to know, so maybe we'll take a quick break and we'll come back because there's you're, that's not the only thing you're doing, which is it just crazy to me. It's running sure. this business. we got to go so. to the, the sponsors? Yeah, No. We don't have any sponsors. No, we don't have sponsors on this show. We definitely Brian, have sponsors. Yeah, we definitely have Never mind. I, <laughs> Brian I was gave completely wrong. Like, oh, you don't have sponsors. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back because I wanted you to talk about some of the, the team that you have. And sure. He's got a bunch of other shit going on. I'll cool. let him tell cool. us about it. All right. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Welcome back. Uh, we're sitting there talking to Kevin. We hurried back because Brian's got shit to do. So we, uh, he rushed us back on. Uh, we usually take a little bit of a longer break, but yeah. we had to get right back in here. because That was a full 40 seconds. Brian must have a chicken pot pie or something waiting for him at the house. <laughs> or a, a hot pocket. Night. Like, what, what is Brian eating? Like a nice bowl of beans. 
beans. I see. Yeah, no beans. Uh, too many carbs. I was about to carbs. say you're still yeah. on the thing on the still still for the most part on the keto. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so oh, it is keto. I think yeah. I forgot it was keto. Yeah, okay. Keto. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So a warm bowl of grass. Warm bowl. <laughs> warm bowl <laughs> is something that's not good. Okay. Really, is what. Yeah. A lot of beef. Yeah, yeah, you can do a beef. warm bowl of beef. Beef, <laughs> a beef bowl. Warm bowl of yeah. Imagine Actually, that. Look, a terrible. warm bowl of beef out on your yeah. land. Oh. Uh, so you just prospected. Oh man, got, you broke ground oh, on this man. theater, and you got your bowl of beef <laughs> on your land. So I think you have to say this here land, if I'm not mistaken. This, this here land. Yeah. yeah. This here. Land. <laughs> I'm gonna start a family on this here land. <laughs> So someday, we, someday, son. <laughs> oh man! So All when this. We, when we left, we were, we were talking to Kevin uh, about <clears throat> sort of the process involved in in getting the theater started, and kind of sort of certain things reminding you of of why you did it. What ultimately is your vision for the theater? Um, uh, I mean, we're definitely in the process of living out that vision for sure. Having regular classes and shows is is I think at the heart of it. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimate goal is to probably have a bigger space, you know, um, have have more seats in it. Right now, we can seat about fifty to sixty. Um, I mean, eventually, we'd like to sell that out first before we get uh, the new one. But you know, where we uh, we have a performer pay policy, um, you know. I did that. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I killed your mic. That's, oh, you're fine. You're, Am I okay? Yep, you're good. You have okay. a performer pay policy. We have a performer pay policy. We have a respect policy. Like we're, we're really trying to do things different uh you know and in the improv community improvisers don't really get paid um yeah there's been a lot of drama with some improv theaters with like sexual harassment and just Mm. like uh just uh, because it's you know i'm sure similar to stand-up it's it's typically a male dominated yep and so you have a bunch of assholes um so so part of the vision is continuing to build that kind of a community that's it's truly about support and um, giving back to the performers and the artists that come through uh, and, and just continuing to build that out. Um, we're at the beginnings of it. You know, we haven't been able to do all the type of things that we want to do with our mission, like keep more community outreach programs. We want to do like improv for veterans, improv for people with mm. s- some special needs. I never thought of that. So, wow. Okay. So it's in the vision. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. It's, trying to get uh, butts and seats at this point to make sure we can fund this type of stuff we ultimately want to do. That's pretty. So what made you, what is it about Charlotte that made you want to do this here? You know, um, just to be frank, I mean, the reason I moved back from New York was it's just too expensive. And uh, I still struggle with it every once in a while. Like it felt like a defeat to Mm, leave. Um, I was thinking about moving out to L.A. just to try that scene out, or Chicago, and it's just expensive, and I was just trying to wrap my brain around that. I didn't have to be in one of those places to make something cool and mm. to um, to be a uh, you know a staple in the comedy community uh, and to try to create a space for people. So I think Charlotte is it's a frustrating city because it's rapidly growing but it, it tends to forget about the arts and the process and yeah and so uh to be able to be an institution and to try to stay <laughs> an institution for a long time would be nice to help charlotte be better at uh, preserving the arts i think is important and you know what i love that because i, I always kind of resented this notion that 
you had to go to L.A., New York, Chicago to be part of something high level, right? And to you know, and to be and to have access to high level artistry, right? And you know, just I mean, I and I, <clears throat> you know, I know, you know, of your quality as an instructor, and and you know, if you talk to people that have taken this class, like, yeah. I mean, this is like nationwide top level improv that we're talking about, and you know, so you you kind of are creating a space where. Maybe, you know, one day people don't feel like they always need to do that because you've put something here where they can feed, you know, that that urge. That's uh, incredibly kind of you to say. Um, it's it's in our it's even in our mission statement, like, you know, as part of our vision that people tend to feel like they have to leave. Yeah. Uh, and we want Charlotte to be that place that people come to. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a shame uh, that people feel that. I get it, you know, especially, like I said, I mean, Charlotte's to blame for some of that for not helping preserve the art. So we're just trying to be a part of a community that helps do that. Mm-hmm. I think is the only way you can turn that around and to provide quality work. Yeah. Um, and, and if it hits a ceiling, like after a while, if you want to do more, there's not really an opportunity for you as much as there might be in one of those other places. So what we want to do is try to create more opportunity as well, not just for performers, but if they want to teach, if they want to do outreach programs, things like that, that keeps them hungry. It keeps them wanting to be here. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, we even talked earlier in the podcast about New York and you yeah. know, the, the level of stuff you have access to and everything else. I performed else. at Caroline's, by the way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. You know, now he's, he, look, he's building the, new, the, the no. improv Caroline's <laughs> here in Charlotte, which is, you know, what this thing is. I wonder is if I'll get now. to perform in that room. Yes. <laughs> You've been invited. <laughs> I'll take so, it. So, Jason, you start you start off by, by kind of teasing it that there's some other things that Kevin yes. has, oh. has got going on. So yeah. I want to hear about those. Me I mean, too. What are we talking about? Well, we talk about you being the, the owner of this and, and yeah. uh, you know, the the creator of it T- talk about uh, your uh, soggy non is uh, one one group the fungibles is, a, now. Uh, is another here? one he, okay, uh, he got an indian restaurant the soggiest <laughs> non in town so yeah i'm on uh um two main groups at the moment well three i guess two uh one of them soggy don uh we kind of formed before catch got into its space so it was a little bit before we got settled but it's uh Myself, Abby Head, Jen Altizer, Jacob Brayton, and Jamie Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the more experienced supervisors here in town, and we just do a unique style of improv that's... Uh, we have a really tight bond, and I think that just yeah. showcases in our shows that we just like to play with each other and and pimp each other out. Yeah. <laughs> so we perform <laughs> uh, every second Saturday of the month uh, at, at, um, at Catch. And one of the things we... We do is we usually have an artist um, or uh, of some kind come to inspire our improv, whether it's a musician, a, a storyteller mm. from the Charlotte Storytellers. We'd eventually maybe like to have a stand-up come to inspire or slam poetry or rap artist. Or, mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to bring more artists in to inspire the improv. So that's what Saudi Nan does. This is one of the things that I've been to uh, a number of times at this point where the idea of bringing somebody else, another art form in, Instead of just saying, "Hey, give us a you know some ideas on what we can play off of," mm-hmm. now the audience is now experiencing this storyteller. Just use that as an example. Yeah. They've been in this this wonderfully performed uh, little story that this somebody has. They put and it could be a super dramatic and touching story. It could be just a funny story, whatever it is. 
and then Soggy Non comes up and plays, you know, off of that story. Obviously, not word for life. word. Yeah. So, so they they just take elements out of it. That, yeah. So suddenly everybody's in on the joke, which mm. I think is is That's one really of the dope. really brilliant ways of of getting an audience on your side, so that we're we're just kind of all on the same page with it. It's it is. I just love every time you guys do it. It's, mm. it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's just unique. I don't think it's unique. I don't think it's not like no one's ever done this before. You guys have have just taken a certain spin off of it, right? Yeah, I think other, there are other groups out there that do similar um, things for sure. I don't know about here in town necessarily, but right, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, it's um, what is it called? That format's called. It's not uh, ASCAT was was Upright Citizens. It's similar to the right? Armando. Armando, yeah, the Armando, yeah. The yeah, Armando I did is that. based off a monologue usually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was uh, uh, one of the storytellers for uh, Queen City Comedy when they did it at the at the Improv Room. One time, and it's great. It's there it's a cool. really really cool format. A lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I love it. I love. I lo- there have been a couple shows where we don't get the artist in, and it just it feels a little emptier. I I I, mm. I, I definitely like it when we have that as inspiration. Yeah. Um, then I'm in a two person group with Abby, the co owner of of Catch. It's called the Fungibles, mm. um, and we do a show called Strangers on a Blank. And so one of the things with improv is people feel like, uh, especially if you're a student of improv, you're usually told, know your relationship right away, know where you are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make sure that you uh, have a history together, all that stuff. And, and we do a show where we play strangers. And so we get a location from the audience and, and we just start a show. It's very slow, patient, and we just have two strangers meet for the first time and have a connection. And it's, it's my favorite show to perform in, so... That's the third Saturday of every month. So this Saturday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, there it is. Yeah, yes. what's the date? What is the date? Saturday, this would be the, let me think about this, 14th, 16th. 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 Right, yep. so this podcast released on the 14th of November. So oh. you got time if you're listening to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ch- check it out. I, 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 they're fantastic shows. And like you say, when you say slow, it's more about, it's the, this, you just on a ride with these two strangers. That's the yeah. best part. You, who knows where it's going to go, and you kind of live in that a yeah. lot longer than a normal show, and that it's it's so much fun. Yeah, it's um, it's it's where I feel like the most um, creatively fulfilled at the moment. I, I just I truly love that show because I trust Abby so much. We play really well together, and the audience trusts it and they stick with it, which is fun because it's a you know there was a stigma in Charlotte for a while, especially with improv like. It has to be like whose line. It has to be the quick. Mm-hmm. Audiences won't get it or like it if it's... And I, I just don't feel like that's true. If it's good improv, it's good improv. And yeah. um, our style and, and that particular show is something I'm really proud of because it's, it's unique and it puts a whole spin on the whole uh, concept of what good improv is supposed to be because we're two strangers. But we showcase that you can still have a, a strong relationship or connection even if you're a stranger. Right, and you'll see that grow, and it's just in that however long they—I don't remember how long they. Really it's about a twenty-five minute set. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, interesting. And then in uh, December, we have a, a show called Descripted, which is a Ooh. fully improvised play. Uh, we're going to be doing like a four-night run of it, and uh, every night the audience gives like suggestions, lines of dialogue, props, settings. They help write the play on the spot, and then we do a full-length improvised play. Which I'm super excited about. So yeah, a lot of you, good stuff going on. You don't make it easy on yourself. See, I appreciate no. that. <laughs> right? And, you, and I, I think you know, I think was a lot of what is cool about this. And you kind of mentioned it earlier. 
is that you know this theater gives you an opportunity, like you said, to maybe create a veterans group or different groups. And I feel like <clears throat> in the city, because I remember performing uh, improv and being a part of Charlotte Comedy Theater, and one of the great things about it was its diversity. Hmm. And I think that having people from different cultures and backgrounds really adds to the richness. I mean, it informs the frame of reference yeah. of the things you bring to a scene. Um, so I, I don't know if there was necessarily a premium put on it. I'd have to ask Kelly. But I know that the group was. So I guess my question to you is, is that something you think about? Like, should you know, are there communities that I want improv to touch or yeah. underrepresented groups that I'd like here? Or wh where does your mind go with that stuff? Yeah, it's something where we definitely think about. Again, it's it's kind of built into our our mission is like we we, we stated we want to be an all-inclusive gathering space. Mm. And um, something we're really proud of is that most of our students are, are women, mm -hmm. um, which is, again, not common to the improv community. Um, I think we have... Uh, uh, it started off mainly women. I think we have a little bit more of a balance now, but that's still pretty unique. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely something we think about. Uh, we have conversations about it. Um, I don't, it, it's one of those topics where it's like, it's on your mind, but you don't necessarily always know how to talk about it or make it better or. Yeah, or how to, or how to do it almost. Right. Because <clears throat> part of this is certain, certain groups and just not being familiar right. or, not having that interest or and some of that goes to arts and schools and, right. and how there should be more and what there should be. Right. But uh, you know, I, I I think that just having those different voices and perspectives uh, made it so much richer. Cause sometimes you can go you can really go to an improv show and just see ten white guys. Like you really yes. could do that. I've been that on all, those teams. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That all look uh. like they grew up on the same street. So it's like there's nothing more boring than ten white guys. No. <laughs> Just so as 11. a white guy, eleven, <laughs> eleven. <laughs> yeah, eleven white guys. God yeah. damn it! But but I think you know it was just so much cooler. You know, kind of me being a part of it and and meeting people from other places like that was part, and that's part of what's been cool about stand up too is people that I probably never would have known. Yeah, yeah, you know, if not for this, are some of my best friends. Right, and that's what I, you know, and that's why I think that like improv is awesome, and I don't think improv always reaches what it could. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, it's just such a valuable resource. Yeah. Um, you know, not only for what it does for the shows, but what it does. Just what it does for you as an individual, yeah. being part of improv, just just the things it brings out of you, and I just wish everybody got a piece of that. And I don't know how either, to be yeah. honest. But I just was wondering if it was on your mind. Yeah, we've had like conversations with you know whether it's um, uh, you know women or people of color of like it's it's how do you, one it can be a sensitive topic to talk about and the other thing yeah. is the feedback that we've gotten which i think is helpful it's just a matter of like still trying to figure out how to do that is take it to their community mm -hmm. take it to the communities and not expect them to come to yours mm -hmm. not just like saying hey we're all inclusive right and that you know maybe it's the high schools we're welcoming yeah or like the local colleges yeah. or, or something like that. It's it's definitely something we talk about, think about, or planning on doing, need to do more of, need to get better at. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think at least one approach to it is not expecting them to come to us. We have to right. go to those communities and, 
and showcase what this is and what it can do for you and have them involved. Mm -hmm. Have them teach classes. Have them, yeah. you know, be mm -hmm. a part of it and teach us and or and in whatever way they want, you know. It's I can speak to the one class that I took so far, hopefully taken level two down the road, was it was incredibly diverse. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. one of the things I've good I, and, and it's we joked about ten white guys being on a you know on a show and, and I I, uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday about it. I was like, I, is there anything really truly more boring than if all of the same kind of person is just doing it? Right. And right. in our class, uh, we had uh, people uh, age range Ages. from, or I think it was early twenties to I don't want to you know twenty was the youngest twenty in class. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, to uh, I want to say probably in the early sixties, late fifties, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. All, all different kinds of people from different places. Oh, it's fantastic! And I, and I, at the end of the class, I look back and I think it just wouldn't have been the same. But all the perspectives were going to be different. Yeah, uh, it was. That was made it. I, I think again in hindsight, to me, I just wouldn't have thought about it. I don't think made it uh, what it was. Yeah, it would have been different if it was any other way. Yeah. So what, what would you say, I mean, as an instructor and everything else, and you've taught so many students at this point, what are some of the common sort of character traits or, or, or just, just the things you tend to bring out of people when they start this process to take these classes? So most of the people that come to take our classes are not interested in performing. They're career professionals or stay-at-home parents or, you know, um, uh, People who are, you know, on the older side are looking to find kind of their voice again or some creativity. So we have a lot of um, that same sort of like not performer type of person coming into our class. And so really what it is, is this might sound like a cop out of an answer, but it's just about getting them to feel comfortable in their true as their true self. Mm. So, I mean, obviously confidence, public speaking you know, listening, those sorts of skills are part of it, but it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you delete or limit some of that negative self-talk? Easy, man, it's easier said than, oh, that's hard. Sure, yeah. And I think improv is truly a great vessel for, um, or tool to, um, to get people to see things a little differently, to not be so afraid of failure, to not get caught up in the perfection trap, to not talk mm. themselves out of discovering really amazing things. And yeah, I don't think it can completely change in six weeks. But I mean, to be perfectly frank, I mean, you you saw the progress that people made in just six weeks. Yeah. And if I think it's about, and this is something I'm proud of, um, creating an environment where you're encouraging, but you also push, where you're, you know, bring humor into it, but also can be sensitive to people's feelings. And you know, we we've had people like have panic attacks in the middle of class and just, or like cry or, or whatnot and, and mm -hmm. honor that as, again, not a mistake. It's fine. Like this is just making you stronger. So I think the thing we bring out is themselves. Yeah, it feels a, like a really judgment-free atmosphere. Yeah, it has to be, yeah. But the biggest right. thing is taking judgment off yourself, mm. right? I mean, that's that's what stops most people. It's so introspective, yeah, yeah. yeah very much so. Another thing, that uh, uh, sort of a common... Uh, thread. I th someone in the class was a lot of people trying to understand. It uses the workplace as an example. How to yeah. communicate. How yeah. to how to stop being closed off. We're so and I'm stealing lines from your class probably, but we're so used to st it. Our first reaction to be no, right? 
um, and to no just yeah or yeah no because no but yeah no because right yeah. uh, instead of yes and we still correct. yes and then? yes oh good it's been a minute I yeah like, you right, got I it didn't change that you got it okay. I and got I, it tattooed on my lower back and <laughs> <laughs> which has led to some weird situations yeah that and then a dolphin underneath <laughs> yeah. that uh, but but we've heard stories about people you know who. Taken this and their communication has gotten so much better that their marriages have, have improved. Wow, because, I didn't yeah. even think I mean, about that a, kind of thing. Yeah, right. it, it suddenly transcends just this performance side, it goes to work, it goes to all the relationships in their lives. And, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty profound experience. I'm sure you've got, yeah, there are like stories. Um, you know, there are three basic levels of listening. Level one is where uh, I hear noises, and I know that you're saying things, but I'm just waiting for my turn to speak. Yeah, and I feel like that's how most people operate. That's how yeah. Will operates for the sure. most part. Oh, yeah, listen, we don't want to. Yeah. We got to call. This isn't the safe space, okay? This is well, that's an intervention. There's a lot of judgment in this space, <laughs> and I'm really excited about this it. This is an it's intervention for me. For Will. That's why the stand up made the improv because <laughs> I'm just waiting for my turn to say my thing. Yeah, hurry up, whatever that shit you're talking about. Yeah, okay? you're not alone in that. Um, uh, at least you're funny with it, with the things that you, you have to say. And then the second level is where you're just actively, you're listening, not for you to talk, but listening for and and being uh, present enough to be able to respond when it's your turn, when you have something to actually respond to, that it's actually coming from no preparation. It's coming from just being present. And I think, to your point, like, if you can help people learn that skill, it's that's that's... That could translate to so many different things. Your work, yeah. like just brainstorming, like brainstorming sessions. I'm actually listening to your idea before I just say no to it. To relationships, oh, I actually hear what you're saying versus I'm waiting for my turn to tell you that you're wrong. Your children. I mean, I, like your. I don't. Ha- I have children. Well, I mean, well that's also children. why we invited you in, <laughs> son. <laughs> I mean, even Dad. your children, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> Your children, I got it. <laughs> Somebody's children. Somebody's children. But I just feel like, you know, these are the kind of skills that make your family unit better. Yeah. You know, as a parent, as a, as a spouse, as a whatever. I didn't even think about that before today. That I did it probably a long time. I didn't think about uh, of how many aspects just outside of, you know, performance or work that this stuff can make yeah. better. Right. Uh, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. It really is. That's so, what I had the same reaction. So when I t- took the stand-up class, it was very much an epiphany on... You know, this is amazing. Going up there, it's all on you. It's a, you know, your yeah. your work, your you know, terrifying. Yeah, right. So you you terrifying. what you wrote, what you bring to stage, and all that, and and that was a big deal to me. And improv be, became a very very similar experience of of I felt like it was a just a whole new outlook on things. And suddenly I was like, oh, I'm going to be different after this. Mm. And that's uh, and and I think that's accurate. I think, yeah, my mom loves me now. Like, that's a, something that's happened from after. Does she? Fantastic. Does I mean, she, Jason? I, I did listen you, to her. Does she know you didn't perform at Caroline's? <laughs> God, she does not know. <laughs> she has... So, so when do you when are uh, you know for for people listening? When when are the shows each week, and you know what are the shows that you all have? Yeah, uh, most of our shows are are we have shows pretty much every Friday and Saturday. Um, you can find them out at Catch That Theater or following us on uh, social media, Comedy Arts Theater of Charlotte, on Facebook, Instagram, Friendster. Uh, By the way, we're not, we're not on that. That's show. not all that he does. Hold on, there's more. There's, there's more. more. There is more I own to more Kevin land. Shimka. There's a part of me that wants to have him back and make him listen to the next one. But you know what? We are where we are. So just what's the other thing? 
Uh, talk about the Yes And box, because that's uh, a oh. really fascinating Yeah, this sounds thing. really good. Yeah, this uh, is a real thing. So uh, for my day job, I'm a development coach at a, a tech company here in, in Charlotte, and... You got time to have a job, too. Uh, I have to. Christmas. Catch does not pay me any money. So the worst working guy in the day. I know. Hours. So when you sleep in every day, Will, just think about Kevin now. Let me tell you something. If I had a theater, I'm chilling, okay? Bills paid or not, yeah. I have a theater. Uh, so I'll just stay there. I like I that philosophy. Paid. I need to. Yeah. Uh, just when you think you're doing all right, <laughs> Kevin Shimko walks in. He's like, oh, Brad. I also have a... It's hard enough for me to keep my day job. Work, work. I'm not running a theater. <laughs> That's um, and uh, through that process, I really, you know, I've been teaching improv for a while and coaching in that way, but this job kind of gave me some new skills as a, as a one-on-one, like, personal and professional development coach. So I, I thought about the connection between the work I do in the improv community and the work that I do as a coach at work, helping people develop their careers and... And whatnot, and so I decided to start my own coaching practice as a creativity coach. So it's called Yes And Box to try to encourage people to use improv skills, like saying yes and, and to uh, you know um, dive deeper into their creative process, learn to have a healthier creative process. You know, playing in the sandbox, hence the name Yes Sandbox. Oh. Ah, see, that? see? Uh-huh. it's not so bad. <laughs> Um, and so I, I have a, I just started, I have a couple clients right now and it's just been, it's great. I help people, uh, try to get past those blocks that we talk about in improv, but on a more personal and more like, um, uh, like immersive, uh, process of like, you know, if somebody wants to write a novel, you know, and they need help brainstorming or just following deadlines, or if somebody is looking to completely change their career, that's one of my coaches right now is just like wanting to change who she is and find out her, like, follow her purpose. So working with her on, on those sorts of things, helping her with blocks, it's it's been really great. I mean, I I, uh, I, I love it. Uh, I'm also very excited to hopefully have more clients so I can <laughs> do that <laughs> full-time. Yeah. While uh, running while running theater, a theater and also... I, yeah. I, we're getting to a point with uh, Kevin where <laughs> I feel like I could just throw out shit and be like, so how's the airline? And Kevin would just be like, wow, you really did your research. Uh, and he'll just yeah. like, improv airlines. Yeah, I'd yeah. run a theater that flies. We only um, have two so. uh, twin engines at the moment. and uh, That's all there. All right, well. So, and what time are the shows on the weekends? Uh, most of our shows are going to be at 7.30. Doors open at 7. We serve beer and wine, snacks. Mm. It's a, we got it going. We got yeah, it going I, on. I'm looking forward to getting over there because when I tell you, like, Kevin is a beast uh, at improv as you know comedy stand-up parlance <laughs> you know we call the good ones beasts i guess yeah, in improv right. they call them uh, uh lay beasts or something uh, like, i don't know <laughs> something smarder than some beast, fancier probably. version <laughs> yeah fancier yeah. lay beast La beast <laughs> you know improv is where they have the mustaches that twist and turn up like yes oh, like fancy. jacob this yeah. is very that's right that's right yeah. right this is the fancy jacob's stuff. a friend of the podcast yeah. of course yeah he He's has he has uh, a podcast, podcast from hell yeah podcast, podcast from, from hell, hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah shouts out to jacob so shout out uh, and but, soggy non buddy but I, yeah I, i'm telling you listen like you you are and 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 kevin is you know just from you know my knowing him um he's a super humble dude but if you're listening to this podcast like this guy 
to he is a master on stage. Like you have oh, yeah. to see this dude perform. Uh, so if you're if you're listening to this kind. and in Charlotte, get to these shows Friday and Saturday. He says seven thirty p.m. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you want to watch. You don't have to go to New York to see this. That's part of <laughs> right what here. we're talking yeah. about here. You have that. You know, you have this this high level, that kind of high level, right here in Charlotte. So, so you know, go see this. This is, I mean, this is high level stuff. Thank and you. I, and I'm I looking. For, I haven't that. been able to get there yet, but I'm going to yeah. make it a point. Maybe even this weekend. Um, you know, I'm. I don't know. I don't think I told you. I'm going out to L.A. this week for some shows. I got oh, right. for a show out in L.A. All right. Didn't yeah. you just say you didn't have to go to L.A. to now you're. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to L.A. <laughs> yeah. I, I just say that yeah. so people can feel like they relate. And if people are not doing it at the level I am, but I just try to say it. I just, you know, I just say it so people. Anybody can, in this? No, no, no I appreciate yeah, it. Like we're, you know, that we're all the same shit. So yeah. I just do that for that. <laughs> What's it? Wait, where are the shows? Hang on, wait. We got, I can't just brush over that. It's a big deal. <laughs> So, so, so you remember I did the. <laughs> well, that was a really smooth way to get Sorry, into talking about. I'm, I'm doing some okay. shows in LA. Listen, so it's not this, a big deal, <laughs> but I will talk about it if you ask. Because I feel like, what enough. I feel like is going to happen is when, when Kevin finishes, we're going to go. And, yeah. you know, I had to slide my LA shit in. So of I, you know, I just figured out a way to no, say it. But, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It just came up. But <laughs> because you yeah, said it out loud, no one else said oh, it. You sure you didn't mention it? Nah, I don't think I did. Uh, yeah. We'll play the tape. Later, but I, 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 um, <laughs> we'll check the minutes. <laughs> we'll check the minutes. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm flying out to LA. I did this uh, American Dreaming tour with this motivational speaker named Henry Kellum oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. here in Charlotte at the Night Theater. I do so I performed there, and then it went well. They enjoyed it. So he goes, you know, well, I'm bringing this thing all over the country. So you know, I'll fly out to where I'm going to be. Good and grief. But people say that stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Can't wait to... But you don't really be... Are you flying Shimco Airlines? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Do some improv on your way out? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Charlotte Comedy Theater members do get a discount on Shipco Airlines, yeah. so that's how yeah. I'm getting out there. Yeah. But uh, he, sure enough, his people called me and they said, well, "You know, we want you. Can you do it oh, uh, awesome. next week?" So I'm, uh, this is next week. So I'm flying out Thursday, uh, and then I'm headlining in Virginia. I'll come back, go to Virginia, headline there. But I will be back by Saturday. So I say all that to say Beautiful. that I don't know what you guys are doing. Come on out but to maybe. Catch. We can come on out to catch uh, Saturday. Saturday. I think we're, I think we can make that happen. Maybe we can. Yeah, really, forty two hundred South Boulevard. Sweet well, Jason, you're there all the time. So <laughs> I'm all the time. You, I'm yeah. there. Yeah, you probably sure. just we'll meet you there. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so maybe we'll get out and see it this weekend. Yeah. Love to see you guys there. Yeah, Love to have you on our stage too, if you're ever interested. So. Oh, listen, man. Um, I, uh, I I I've performed with you, and you know that'd be certainly be a treat for me. And I'm just and I'm also really looking forward to to. You know, seeing this form of improv too, because so much of what we did at Charlotte Comedy Theater was more quick and fast sure, paced, yeah. and and I thrived in that. Like I'm boom, 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 boom. I like that yeah. stuff, but I have a real appreciation for longer character development and some of the things you're talking about. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. So cool. if people want more information on the theater, where can they go to find y'all? So they can check us out at our website at Catch Theater, um, Facebook Comedy Arts Theater of Charlotte, Instagram Comedy Arts Theater of CLT. Um, and if you just Google Catch, Catch Theater, Comedy Arts, we'll show up. And, uh, yeah, uh, feel free to reach out or and like also us And also classes, and us. right? Like how do people access same thing, same information? Yeah, we have um, – we just announced uh, our class schedule starting in January. So uh, till the end of November, all of our classes are 25% off. Whoa. Whoa. Right. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah. We'll be signing up for that. There you go. Yeah, so all that information is on the site and uh, – 
our social media and whatnot. So, yeah. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you for coming through. Oh, uh, definitely got to have you back again. Please. Uh, yeah. probably you more offered me a, a co-hosting job, so I'll be here every <laughs> oh, day. Oh, well, we'll, yeah. see, we'll uh, see you next week. Uh, God damn yeah. Yeah. That's Perfect. <laughs> what? what? Now I'm going <laughs> to split my time with you now, Kevin. So, <laughs> Well, Jason, it's been nice, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> well, don't, you're in that chair, so you'll be off to be on Seinfeld. Yeah, I'll probably... Yeah, <laughs> you'll have a sitcom. We're about to say Seinfeld or something. Yeah, the new side. You'll be the new Seinfeld. You'll, you'll do something great. Enjoy L.A., Jason. <laughs> Enjoy L.A. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Then you can shift over there, and then if then you want to leave, you, you'll be sure. able to go Should I start it. rolling over now? or? Just <laughs> yeah, so. wait. That's, <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to. And I'll take my foot and slowly push his chair. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but uh, uh, thank you, Kevin, for coming you, through, guys. man. We appreciate it. And much continued success with the theater. That means uh, a lot. I think it's uh, fantastic what you're doing for this community for the art form in general. So we appreciate you, man. Thanks for Thank you, guys. It's been a blast. You guys uh, are are wonderful people, and those kind words mean a lot coming from you both. So thank you. Thank you, man. Can't wait to have you back. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Next week. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bontashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs> <laughs>